1: It's the Ray Appleton Podcast from KMJ and kmjnow.com. Our number two of the Appleton program, if you're just joining us, is a big, big, you know, news bit out today about how many electric cars have been sold in California and how we've really bitten into the technology, more so here than any other part of the United States. And, you know, when, when this all started happening some years back, I thought it might just be kind of a passing fad <laughs> boy was i wrong i can see it's absolutely here to stay and i just had a simple question for you and then we're going to move on shortly you know have you succumbed to this technology are you into it and those people who have called up and bought electric cars have gone nuts i mean they they swear by them carmen you're next on kmj what's going on
2: hi can you hear me okay yeah you fine okay First of all, I'm not from California. I'm a Native American, and I am from Nevada. Yes, ma'am. I have deep roots here in California, though. Mm -hmm. And so I don't plan on going anywhere. My son, though, lives in Texas, and I think they have a Tesla maker where they make Teslas there. That's where
1: Tesla moved, from California to Texas.
2: Okay, because they're tax-free. My state, Nevada, is tax-free, too. And you know what? I'm a retiree from the federal government, and... In California, there are too many taxes and regulations, in my opinion.
1: Tell me but about anyway, it.
2: <laughs> tell me about it. yeah. Okay, so I do I do believe in solar, but I don't think we can do it yet. So we have solar panels on our house. I I listen to your station. I love your station. I make you me listen to your station twice a day for the real news. I think we are being so deceived by TV. I don't have a TV. Um, but I listen to your radio twice a day to see what's going on in the world today. Okay. okay? All right.
3: Um,
2: my question is, um, I'm barely figuring out uh, the solar stuff because we bought them a while back, and we're under the old system or something, and then they changed it to the new system. So I call PGE all the time.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: We burn wood for heat, and we are old school. Okay. I'm native. I, I can survive. But... My question is, does that man want to sell his used electric car? Because ah, I will definitely buy it, is I have, the first question.
1: I have no idea. I mean, you'd have to talk to him. I have no idea who he is either. I mean, just a random caller. Oh,
2: okay. oh, I thought he was talking on your station about, I don't know. Anyway, I kind of caught bits and pieces of it. Okay, but anyway, my question is, do they make a small truck that's a 4x4 four four that's electric?
1: That's a 4x4? Four four. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm not an authority, believe me.
2: um, I am a federal employee that retired on a fixed income now. I used to be an instructor for VA hospital for the doctors, nurses, uh, staff that needed CPR instruction and certification. And to keep our hospital joint commission accredited, we were three teachers there, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm retired anyway, but the federal government has great retirement benefits, so... Anyway, my question is, where do you go locally to find a used, and I never buy used cars. I never buy new cars. I buy used because I was a home health nurse. I would, my job was to go check people out for the doctors that could not come to the doctor.
1: Okay. And what's your question?
2: Who do you deal with locally to find a used Tesla?
1: I have no idea. Again, I mean, I don't know. Um, We'll put it to the audience. Um, just keep listening, Carmen. There it is. Can you answer Carmen's question? A lot of people, they call it the radio station. They think, I think I know everything. No, but a used Tesla. We don't even have a Tesla dealer here in town. Okay. But if somebody wanted to buy a used Tesla, where would they go locally? Any idea? Ben, are you listening? (laughs) Ben, who was with Planet Solar for years, is the king of electric cars now ben if you still have the hotline number call in and talk to me you know but that's a good question you know i see all these teslas in fresno you know the little the, kind of the i don't want to say the cheap end model because nothing's cheap with tesla but uh, the affordable you know tesla and I, where are you getting these people because there's not a dealer here as far as i know right yeah so where are they coming from 490-5858, if you can help out, 800-776-5858. You know, I mean, I've got a Mini Cooper. We don't even have a Mini Cooper dealer here locally. You think about as big a, you know, as Fresno is, there are certain things that, you know, we, we just don't have that you have to go out of town and, you know, to, to find to, to accommodate yourself or satiate your curiosity. But where do you go for a used Tesla in Fresno? Locally, Central California. The phones are absolutely dead on this one, so we may have stumped the band. Anyway, here come some calls. We'll see. We'll see. Um, One thing I want to get into with uh, Steve Hilton in the next hour when he calls in, there's a lot of California news here today. A lot of it. And a lot of it having to do with this, you know, Monterey Park shooting. But there's also a, a, a wacky story about up in his area now. He's a Brit, but he lives up in the San Francisco area. He's he's an American citizen now, and there's a particular school district that has hired a fine dining chef, um, not far from where he lives. I don't even know if he knows this story. It's kind of a funny tongue in cheek story. But again, who's fronting the bill on this? Who's paying the freight on this kind of a menu? that features red snapper and ribs and all of this, deli-style pastrami sandwiches. Um, I mean, this, this, it's the Mount Diablo Unified School District, and they're reflecting this trend, which is getting away from mass-produced reheated meals. But at the same time, uh, this is a high-end menu for a suburban San Francisco school system. Now, obviously, they're in a, in a district that has a lot of money, I'm sure. But anyway, it's just something that we're going to tackle with um, Steve Hilton in the one o'clock hour. All right. All of a sudden, we got a lot of calls. Michael, which call should I take next here? Todd, you're on KMJ. Talk to me. Hello, Ray. Hey.
4: Hey, Todd here. Hey, uh, yes, there is a a Tesla dealer. Pretty much all the ordering gets done online, but there's a delivery place here on Shields in uh, between Armstrong and Fowler on the south side of the street pretty big place and they just you just take delivery of them through this uh, through this place
1: so you order online but that's where you go to pick it up
4: yeah that's where you go to pick it up I I I witnessed it I went with a buddy gave him a ride down there and uh, the delivery is it's almost like going to the Apple store it's (laughs) just so unlike it's so unlike a, a traditional car buying experience to
1: me. Now, is this for a new car, or can yeah, you buy a previously it's a owned car, too?
4: Car, brand new car. So it, they might sell pre-owned, but what I saw was a lot of new ones out there. Right. And I think if you go back, if they need to do a software update or something, it's a service center, too, where they just plug in computers. I'm telling you, it feels like an Apple store to me when you go in there. So
1: For cars, it's, though. It's a
4: pretty That's... big facility, and they had a lot of cars there. So
1: Wild. All right, Todd, thank you that's helpful carmen if you were paying attention justin welcome to kmj
4: hey ray nice to talk to you yeah i know a little bit about uh the used car teslas talk to me they uh so so yeah you can buy them from tesla and and if you go on their website you'll see that they price them uh basically they're very proud of them they're kind of like the uh Kind of like the certified pre-owned thing. Of course, they go through them completely, and you know is what they're they're selling. And and the big thing is the warranty. So the warranty on the battery, because if you got to replace one of these batteries, it's like twenty to thirty grand, you know, on a Model S or something. And and you'll see a big price difference. You, you can go on Craigslist and marketplace, and you know the used car market has a few out there, and they're not priced as well because they won't have the Tesla warranty on them. That's the big selling point. Because if you got to replace a $20,000 battery, you're up a creek,
1: you know. A so, $20,000. So yeah, I'm, you just stopped my heart. <laughs> that's uh, pricey. Thank you, sir. One more, then we have to break. Mark, hi, you're next. Yes, sir. Yes,
4: sir. Yeah, Gilroy, California, obviously, is, surprisingly, has a full-on brick-and-mortar dealer. I was just there about a month ago, and uh, yeah, so they got the full-on shebang there. New and used, the whole
1: deal. The in Gilroy?
0: Repairs. Sir. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Right well, yeah. on 10th Street, in the huh. old auto
1: mall there. I mean, that sense. it close to San Jose, all that stuff. All right. Now, that's not terribly far from us here either.
4: No, then you go, go to the outlets after it spends more money, so you
1: know, you're good to go. <laughs> Thank you for the information. I've learned something. So if you want to use Tesla or a new one, go to Gilroy. Carmen, you got that? That's about as close as you're going to get in this area, except for that place that the first caller was talking about, first caller of this segment. Moving on, thank you for the help. Other stuff I want to attend to next on News Talk 580 1059 KMJ and the Ray Appleton program.
3: Get Ray Appleton.
1: Subscribe to the Ray Appleton Podcast right now. It's free. Very interesting. This uh, 40-minute dance in electric car technology. I even learned something. That's the fun part about doing this show. You know, I do it for educational reasons, mostly entertainment reasons, but I'm often the one that winds up getting entertained and educated from you, which is, you know, greatly appreciated. So thanks on that. Um, there's a story about Don Lemon wearing a hoodie. Uh, you know, Don Lemon from CNN. He defended this decision to 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 wear a hoodie under his suit jacket. This was during a live broadcast after the Late Show host Stephen Colbert made fun of him. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that Lemon still has a job, frankly. Colbert made the comments on his show, I guess Thursday night, questioning Lemon's choice to dress so casually. And he said, I believe a great man once said, what the... F- is that the comedian said while displaying an image of lemon doing the broadcast on Thursday he says, I know they want to add some comedy to CNN and this is hilarious, but how do you report the news in that outfit? How do you actually talk about tragedy wearing that? Because what could be more tragic than what you had on this morning? Colbert, you know, next compared lemon's outfit to something worn by a high school track teacher who went on the run, then got a little hungry and stopped at a restaurant End quote. And if you ever, you know, Check out Lemon in his attire sometimes, not all the time. It's like, dude, you know, you're forgetting what you do for a living? He next compared Lemon's outfit to, uh, well, a number of things. But to continue with the restaurant comment, he said, but it's too nice of a restaurant. And they said, excuse me, sir, but you have to wear a jacket. Then he stole a jacket from guys and dolls. Don, you got to answer for this. So Lemon, you know, reacted with surprise while discussing the Late Show clip with a couple of people from CNN during his morning endeavor, and he described the shirt in question as a sweater that had a hood on it. (laughs) Interesting. Why would you wear that under a suit, you know? Um, I think if Barack Obama can get criticized for a tan suit, if Zelensky can fight a war in a hoodie, Trayvon Martin can stand for a revolution in a hoodie, then Don Lemon can tell the news in a hooded sweater. According to his supporters. I didn't know he had any. So, it seems to me that that Lemon knows the handwriting is on the wall. And he's not long for this world at CNN. It's, It's kind of funny. I mean, the individual that took over the news department there, he's got his stuff together. He told, you know, the news staff and everybody else to not be so partisan, or they were going to be out. And I think the only one that has not got that message is Lemon, <laughs> you know. So I think he's 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 flaunting it in a certain way the, with the way he dresses because he'd like to get he'd like to get busted, he'd like to get out, he'd like to be fired. Um, a number of you and, and quite a few, I'm surprised, have wondered about. Alec Baldwin. You know, now he was charged with involuntary manslaughter, but now apparently he's not going to be charged for shooting the director, even though that, you know, he was struck by the same bullet that killed the individual. Um, and yet Baldwin is back on the set starring in the same movie rust where this all began. It's such a weird turn of events. Joel Souza was struck by that same bullet that killed the cinematographer, but the district attorney said the actor, is not going to be charged for that. So this was a particular judge in New Mexico's first judicial district announcing that, you know, Baldwin would be charged with involuntary manslaughter for firing the bullet that killed the cinematographer, but according to the Santa Fe District Attorney's Office, a charge for what Baldwin allegedly did to Souza doesn't exist? How could that be? Yet, the only charge that would make sense with regard to the evidence the DA explained was unintentional battery, but battery requires intent. And the entire case against Baldwin in the Hutchins shooting, for example, is built on the assumption and Baldwin's insistence that he didn't even shoot anybody. He didn't pull the trigger, which is a complete load of crap. They didn't buy that because I mean, he's been charged with involuntary manslaughter in her death. So that's in a 500 page report on the shooting to the prosecutors. It was, you know, we've seen it. It was released in October, And the overall assessment was that Baldwin had fired the gun that was loaded with live ammo, but he wasn't aware that it was loaded. I think we can all buy into that. Uh, Nor had someone else loaded live ammunition with the intent to cause harm. Uh, Yeah, all right. But it's just so weird that this director that was struck by the bullet apparently is back on the set directing the guy that shot him in the same film. I'm surprised that they're making the movie. I'm surprised that he's still in it. I mean, isn't I just bring it up because it's just so weird. Something doesn't make sense here. Now the armorer, she may be the culprit in this whole thing. She was very inexperienced. Her name is Hannah Gutierrez Reed. Is also facing involuntary manslaughter charges as well. And she should. And she's already agreed to plead guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon. Baldwin has, you know, repeatedly over and over again, like a broken record, denied any wrongdoing, telling uh, Stephanopoulos over at ABC that he knew that, you know, somebody else had to be blamed for the shooting, but it shouldn't be him. (laughs) Yet he was the one with the gun in his hand that was pointing at somebody and it killed her. Baldwin said, I feel that someone is responsible for what happened and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. I might have killed myself if I thought I was responsible. And I don't say that lightly. And then he went on with that insistence that he never pulled the trigger. Guns don't uh, just magically discharge by themselves. All right? I think everybody knows that. And we're not buying the story he didn't pull the trigger. Nobody has accused him of wanting to kill somebody. Nobody's accused him of squat other than being negligent, you know? But this, this, the fact that he still goes on to this day saying he didn't pull the trigger. But then also this fact that Baldwin is back in the movie being directed by Sousa, who also took the same bullet. It's just too weird for me. Just too weird. And watch, after all this falderall about this movie Rust. It's probably going to be one of the biggest flops in cinematic history, right? Speaking of cinematic history, we got this list of new Oscar nominees. And as I mentioned during the monologue, I don't know if you heard it or not, I didn't realize I was so out of touch with filmmaking. And I mean, because I love movies. But I looked at this entire list of nominees. I recognized one movie, Top Gun Maverick. That was it. It's the only one I recognized. And the one that's like the big leader with 11 nominations, Uh, I can't even remember the title now, but we'll get to it after news. It's it's got mostly an Asian cast. And as I recall, it's a big-hearted science fiction, hilarious big-hearted science fiction adventure film about a Chinese-American woman who's too tired to do her taxes. That's the storyline that I was given on this movie that's been nominated for 11 Academy Awards. Huh? And... Seeing big hearted and science fiction in the same phrase is like what the hell is a big hearted science fiction movie? A hilarious big hearted science fiction movie. I mean I yeah. We're we're stretching the um the the definition of movie making there, and I don't know why. I know nothing about this film. But after we do some news we'll see if you know something about it. No, and we're not going to talk any more about Rust without a This is The Ray Appleton Show on News Talk 580, 105.9, KMJ, and KMJNow.com. Click
3: the podcast page at KMJNow.com.
1: Hello. Hey, does anybody go to the movies anymore? You know, or do you just wait for them to pop up on, you know, pay-per-view or whatever? the The Oscars for 2023, the nominations are out. And I, I looked at this list and I'm like, oh my God, I am so out of touch. The, the big leader is a sci-fi indie hit, supposedly a hit, never heard of it. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once, basically an Asian cast, and it leads the nominations to the 95th Academy Awards with 11 nominations. Now, there's another one, All Quiet on the Western Front. That's got to be, is that a remake of the, the World War One movie? I don't know. That's got nine nominations, and then another movie called "The Banshees of," I N I S H E R N R A R I N. Uh, That has nine. They have nine nods a piece as well. He (laughs) had two. Spin it out. So, I mean, pictures there with a lot of nominations. That's kind of a big deal. The nominees for best picture all quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water, follow-up to the Avatar film. The Banshees of whatever it is, Elvis. One movie that's called Tar, T-A-R. Another movie, The Fablemans. I've heard of it, I think. The Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking, and Top Gun Maverick. And the only movie that I'm, like, even remotely familiar with is Top Gun Maverick. Now, let me say something, all right, about that movie. The first movie, I couldn't stand it, Top Gun. Just not my military jocks, you know, uh, lighthearted. It did nothing for me. Nothing for me at all. And everybody's telling me about the special effects when you go to the movie theater to see Top Gun Maverick. I mean, there's steam and there's heat and the chair's vibrating. I mean, I'm into all that stuff. I like that stuff that plays with your mind a little bit. You know what I mean? But I opted to see this one, like a lot of people, on television. And I've got, you know, in the one television that I have in my bedroom, it's in a big screens, like close to 70 inches or something like that. And I've got a uh, a pretty decent sound system on it with a pretty big woofer, subwoofer. And, and, you know, I just cranked it, and I watched Top Gun Maverick, and it was great. I was shocked. You know, I watched it out of just curiosity because so many people were telling me about this movie. I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise. Never been that big on Val Kilmer. And, of course, he's suffering from, you know, throat cancer now or whatever it is. Very much like the role of the, now he's, he's an admiral in this movie and dying. And I thought Top Gun Maverick was a great movie. I couldn't believe it. The storyline was good. The special effects were good. The ensemble acting was fabulous. Uh, I I can't wait to, to throw it on again, you know? So there you go. There's my review of that one, you know? I mean, and again, from somebody who just thought the first one was such a joke, such a campy joke and a piece of, you know, a complete waste of time. You just had to be a Tom Cruise fan, which I never, never have been, but I, you know, As an older actor, settling into his age, I think he's a much better actor than he was as a young kid. And this this movie, Top Gun Maverick, um, I thought was really a superior film. But the rest of these, I mean, have any of you seen this one that's got 11 nominations? Everything, everywhere, all at once. And can you give me a thumbs up or thumbs down? You know, according to these reviews here, it's very popular. It's a big hit, blah, blah, blah. But again, the list for best picture, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of whatever that is, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, T-A-R, Tar, Top Gun, Maverick, Triangle, Sadness, and Women Talking. I'm lost. I mean, I'm just really lost on... uh, those pictures. So if you have any comments on any of those, have you seen them? Especially this one, this big hearted science fiction, hilarious, everything everywhere, all at once. And again, the explanation of that, that's the one I'm curious about now. God, this is a thick thing here. Best actress in a leading role, Kate Blanchett in this movie, Tar. Am I saying that right? Uh, Anna Diarmis in Blonde. Andrea Riceborough in Two Leslie. Who are these people? Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. And Michelle Yeoh in um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Actor in a leading role. Austin Butler, Elvis, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of whatever that is. Brendan Fraser. Oh, interesting. In a movie called The Whale. Brendan Fraser got, well, okay. Paul Mescal, after Sun and Bill N-I-G-H-Y in a movie called Living. And again, I'm, I'm just telling you straight out, I'm so out of touch. Half of these actors and actresses, more than half, I've never heard of them. And that list of best pictures, I'm really lost. Actress in a supporting role, and these just all popped out today. Um, Angela Bassett in the uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever Hong Chow in The Whale, Carrie Condon, The Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Su in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Those are actresses in a supporting role, so two from that movie that's gotten 11 nods. Actor in a supporting role, Brendan Gleeson in The Banshees, uh, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch, I love Judd Hirsch, old actor in The Fablemans, Barry K-E-O-G-H-A-N and the Banshees of N-I-N-I-S-H-E-R-N and Ki Hu Kwan. Everything, everywhere, all at once. (laughs) And I could go on, but I'm not going to. I mean, those are all the biggies right there. So uh, just for kicks, what do you know of these, you know? What do you know of these? And again, this one that's, been nominated for 11 oscars with the mostly asian cast um i'm really lost on that the big-hearted science fiction romp <laughs> susan uh welcome to kmj what's going on here hi
3: okay hi thank uh, you yes ma'am uh, i wanted to, i wanted to tell you that uh, bar none, the, the one i loved the most and i saw i don't know 11 to 12 times or more was the Elvis one and it, the, the young man Austin Butler and actually the whole production it was fantastic. That that one above all that one. And but I did see the Everything every Whatever. I wow. actually walked out of that movie.
1: Oh wow! And so
3: to me, to me it was so stupid that I thought I'm not even going to stay and watch the rest of this. And I mean I like um, like Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff, but it was uh, to me it was ridiculous. I, I walked out. I didn't even say to watch the whole thing.
1: Can you even describe other... what it was about?
3: <laughs> That's a very good question, because that was <laughs> the question I asked, was what is this whole movie about? It was so strange. It would have, like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was talking to them about taxes, and something would go to somebody coming out of a door. I mean, it was, it was so weird. I- I'm not kidding. I did not really even understand what the whole movie was about it was that strange
1: that's why i left <laughs> All right susan thank you as i s- said earlier this one description of that movie that she's talking about was it was a hilarious big-hearted science fiction adventure about a chinese-american woman who is too tired to finish her taxes right <laughs> and it's up for 11 academy awards Now, I read that description, and I'm going, what in the hell is that all about? It's like they they drew words out of a hat to come up with that strange description of that movie. And here's one person who saw it and walked out on it. Now, the Elvis movie, you know, when I knew that movie was coming out, and when it did come out, I thought, there are just some things you can't do and you shouldn't do because they're too big for you or anybody To tackle and pull off. People love this movie. And apparently. The individual who played the role. Pulled it off. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But this is all I hear. From anybody. Who was involved with that film. Uh, Even you know. Lisa Marie. God rest her soul. Mom Priscilla. All gave it a huge thumbs up. And who would know more than them. Right? But this, yeah, everything everywhere all at once. What a dumb name, too, right? All right. We'll continue on KMJ. Don't forget Steve Hilton coming up on the 1 o'clock hour on KMJ from the Daily California Podcast and Fox News. I'm Ray Appleton. My phone number is 490-5858. Toll free from anywhere in the cosmos, 800-776-5858. Back in a flash. This is the Ray Appleton Show. Get
3: Ray Appleton.
1: KMJnow.com. Click the
3: podcast
1: page. Phone calls about this list of movies that are a mystery to me, kids. Uh, Thomas, you're on the air. Hi there. What's going on?
0: Hi there. Uh, I just wanted to call in and, and uh, talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Um, that It was one of the best movies
1: I've seen in a long time. Wow. And the so, last lady walked yeah. out on it. Help me out here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the it's very weird it's very weird it's very interesting um the synopsis is very elusive it's actually about uh like multi-dimensional travel and trying to save like the multiverse and the actors and actresses in it are incredible um and it does start with a, a woman struggling to pay her taxes uh but if it is rated r so just just uh, warning everyone about that, but um, it is a very weird, interesting, beautiful, well-acted movie.
1: What drew you to this picture? I mean, what? why did you see it? What did you know before you saw it?
0: So it was um, advertised kind of... It, it was advertised well, but in, only in certain places, so I didn't see any commercials or anything for it. Um, and... I watched the trailer and it, it didn't seem very, it seemed kind of like an action movie and and sci-fi. And so I did, I actually did a little bit more research into it and a little bit more research into the actors and actresses in it. And, um, I actually went and saw it by myself because, uh, I had a day off and went to wanted to see a movie and I was interested in seeing it. And I was very pleasantly surprised with it. So if, if anyone out there, um, wants to see a really kind of strange, great movie, um, check it out. It's from uh, the production of uh, offices or producers of A24, and they, in the last 10 years or so, have put out some really great movies. They also, uh, the Brandon Fraser movie, The Whale, um, is also by A24. So, uh, yeah, check it out.
1: Have you seen that movie?
0: I have not. Uh, It just came out, I believe, last month. I've heard um, I've heard great things about Brandon Fraser Brandon Fraser's performance, and I've heard mixed reviews on the movie as a whole. Um, so pe- most people are saying go see it for Brandon Fraser. It's like a career role for him, career defining role for him.
1: Oh, okay, well, that's good. That's, I've always kind of yeah. enjoyed him, so I was kind of happy in a way to see his name in this list of uh, you know nods for the best actor, you know nominees. But I take it. This other movie, this this space dimension tax movie, <laughs> whatever the hell it is, <laughs> I, I take it you agree then with all you know. I mean, it's got eleven you know nominees, so I'm assuming you buy into that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, nominations, I think it deserves right? Every,
0: yeah, I, okay. I think it deserves every every one of them. Um, the uh, like I said, the cinematography in it, and just just, um, the, the acting and, and everything. And, uh, it was nice to see a, um, it was a, a story central, central lies around uh, an Asian family. It was nice to see uh, that dynamic and there's a mother daughter dynamic without giving too much away. There's a mother daughter dynamic. In that now, as well. is, so is, there was definitely some heart.
1: Yeah. Is there any reason that this is all about an Asian family or could this just have been about anybody and this family happens to be Asian?
0: Um, it, it was, it was yes and no. So the, um, it could, yeah. So it could be about any family and this family happened to be Asian, uh, but it, what did drive home like the immigrant family. So a child of an immigrant family. So, um, But the actors and actresses, like I said in it, it were uh, really great. But it could have been about any other immigrant family. They just happened to be Asian in this
1: one. Okay, well, that's where I was going. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Very good. All right, Thomas, thank you. Now, there's somebody who loves the film. Boy, you talk about two extremes. First caller in the film, I walked out. This guy, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, uh, very interesting. Now, I'm curious. I understand it's going to be available on TV very soon. So obviously, since that's how I get my movies, I haven't been to a theater in a decade. And I really want to go. I just don't ever get around to it. Um, I rather imagine I'll watch it on the tube and that'll be that. Still, the, uh, the theme just blows my mind. Blows my mind. Steve Hilton's coming up shortly. Um, we're going to be talking about Things in California for the most part, like we're seeing this, this, this overhaul uh, in jobs in the state of California, and California seems to see some some gains in jobs, but one thing where we're really falling apart is we always had all of the technology jobs in California, and we are, we're going through these massive tech employment losses in this state, which is horrible. That's just, that's bad. But, I mean, you had to see this one coming. It's even too expensive for the techies, you know. And uh, also about Gavin Newsom's wife, the California First Lady, is producing something that she calls gender justice films. What the hell are those? And she's selling them to the state public school system, right? I mean, this is maybe kind of a nice money-making scheme, good for her, you know, as uh, Katie Grimes said in the California Globe, he runs the state, and she's a nonprofit founder, entrepreneur, and filmmaker. But but what are gender justice films, okay? Um, and why would they need to be included in the state public school curriculum? <laughs> Is it because she's the first lady of California that's why they're included? Is there something really relevant about them? I don't know. Also, California going through another mass migration. Again, I guess that goes along with losing all the tech industries. No big surprise. And this one story about the Mount Diablo School District and what they've done in the way of changing their menu by hiring this Epicurean gourmet cook. Now, that's all fine and well. But when you see what we're turning out on the other end of the school system in terms of, you know, how scholastically and educationally prepared students are when they graduate for high school in the state of California. And that's a big nothing burger. Shouldn't we be spending money on something like that rather than doing red snapper and barbecued ribs and pastrami sandwiches, deli style, with home baked bread? And I mean, I want to go to this, you know, school for crying out loud. Anyway, it's all coming up with me, you, Ray Appleton, you know who you are, Steve Hilton from the Daily California Podcast and Fox News. In the next segment on News Talk 580-1059, KMJ. It's the Ray Appleton Podcast from KMJ and KMJNow.com.